edify means to enlighten, encourage, and uplift individuals, intellectually, morally, and spiritually. That's exactly what our Edify podcast guests do, as they share practical wisdom on living our faith in public. I'm Mary Fiorito. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Edify podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Jennifer Nolan. She is a neuroscientist and the founder of the Catholic Polytechnic University. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Mary. So you have a PhD from the University of California, Irvine, in psychology. So tell me first, what led you to that area of study? Well, it's actually from the Department of Cognitive Science. So I'm not a therapist in any way, shape, or form, but... So like brain science? Yes. Okay. So I was in, I was trained at the Institute for Brain Aging and Dementia there, and my specialization in in graduate school was the intersection of insulin resistance with Alzheimer's disease. And it, oh, interesting. It, it was very early on. But... Um, but later, I ended up doing brain plasticity research, and and so explain that for listeners who might not know that. Right. Show. So the so brain plasticity, very simply put, is the ability for the brain to kind of reorganize ex- itself and recover functions that that we previously thought was impossible to mm-hmm. do, and now we know that it is more possible to do. Mm. And so what would an example of that be? Like, well, if you have a stroke, um, chances are you, um, you're given a certain protocol to follow in recovery therapy of maybe an hour, three times a week of therapy. Um, if you push the brain in many, in very intensive ways, the research shows that you will recover hmm. a lot more function. Interesting. So, um, if, if you do an intensive program, it, we had some patients recover up to 17 years post-stroke and then they don't really recover fully a hundred percent, but they do. Yes. And they recover function. So you're, you're basically recruiting areas of the brain that weren't damaged to all of a sudden take over those functions. So tell me a little bit about how your Catholic faith, you know, influenced your years of study. Were there any um, things that as a scientist about the church's teaching that, that made you question the church's teaching? Did it, did everything always line up or? It's, it's an interesting kind of journey that, um, I was raised as a cradle Catholic. However, um, got very deep into it in my early years, my teen years. Uh, college kind of ventured off a little bit, but, uh, through graduate school, I don't know that there's that much intersection between faith and science mm. from a secular point of view. So going to a secular school, it was really very separate mm-hmm. than what I preferred. Right. And so it, there wasn't, there wasn't the opportunity to really analyze what I was doing in terms of my faith. However, um, as brother Guy Consamanu, the Vatican astronomer mm-hmm. said, often says, the more you do research and learn about the created, the more we learn about our creator. And so the beauty of science and the beauty of research really just drives the mind toward 
our creator right. and how magnificent he is mm-hmm. and how much he had created us in, in down to the cell, down to the atom and created beauty in nature, down to the cell and down right. to the atom for our benefit and for our delight. Oh, I love that. I love that looking at it that way. It's though as you as you speak of brain plasticity and then, you know, the, our Catholic faith, I, I know that there are studies that involve nuns, involve women religious. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, um, the the very very low rate of memory d- memory dementia and Alzheimer's among them. And mm-hmm. I know one of the studies that I read shows that because every night when you do an examination of conscience, mm-hmm. you have to re- recall your whole day. And often they did journal writing as well as but just part of, you know, their their um, their daily commitments as religious. Have you have you seen any of those or you know how prayer impacts the the brain? I'm familiar with some of those nun studies mm-hmm. that are so beautiful where the nuns will actually donate their brains to science after they pass. Right. And what's interesting is that it it was very clear to the researchers that even though some of those nuns who passed away donated their brains and they found those Alzheimer's plaques and tangles that are that are um, the sign of Alzheimer's right, disease right, in those right. brains. And yet their cognitive functioning didn't seem to decline. Yes. And so really what they were doing was they were recruiting these neurons that were unaffected to do things like find their keys. So mm-hmm. it's um, uh, it, it just really goes to show you have to use it or lose it. Right. That's really what it comes right, down right. to. You right. have to keep learning, keep growing, keep exploring the world, keep exploring our faith, mm-hmm. keep keep that learning growing process in order to keep your brain alive and functioning. Mm-hmm. It's really what and it comes down to. It always shows to. you too that you know we're fearfully and wonderfully made, yes. and that you yes. know that um, and that those little daily activities that. Um, lead us to holiness mm-hmm. also contribute to our health, yes. to our mental health and to our physical health as well. Right. So, well, you are now the co-founder of the Catholic Polytechnic University, which is a new Catholic STEM school. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me, how does a psychologist go about starting a STEM school? Because okay. that's my first question. Um, I mean, uh, you know, and with all of the different educational options available, what particular niche does Catholic Polytechnic University fill that that where was the need that you felt that you had to meet by by starting this new school? Well, it's it was a matter of um, my own children wanted to be scientists and engineers, and so uh, where where do I send them? Mm-hmm. And and the more I talked with other families in our very devout Catholic community in Los Angeles, it was still a conundrum. Where do I mm-hmm. send our kids? Because um, we Catholics have done liberal arts educations in such beautiful, amazing right. ways right, right, right. for so long. But um, to have the possibility of having like a Catholic Caltech or a Catholic MIT, right. that's that's really what we're trying to build is something that overtly rejoins faith and science, mm-hmm. something that offers the highest level of science and technology degrees to our Catholic students so that then they can have the highest demand careers mm-hmm. and have good paying jobs so that they can pay for large Catholic families. Right. Um, this focus on science and technology, I think, is so important for our daily use, for our church to grow, for our our children to to grow in. Right. Um, and so uh, it's not so much me being a psychologist, it, I'm more of a cognitive scientist mm-hmm. anyway, but I was a right. professor. Right. And so as knowing the academic world, 
I just felt the Lord saying, okay, this is the vision of what I want you to create. Mm. And this, so the vision is really combining science and tech degrees with deep Catholicism, with business, with um, pro-life mm. and pro-American values mm. so that we can send our kids and our young Catholic young Catholics out into the world to do science and research and technology that is in line with our Catholic values to exert an ethical influence on the direction that science and technology is Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I really think that that really cries out right now for an ethical influence. Um, And so to be able to go forward with these good careers, knowing the tenets of our Catholic faith being steeped in Catholicism and the joy of Catholicism Mm -hmm. and to see, okay, my AI professor is in adoration now. Oh, and that's my blockchain professor and they're in uh, daily mass or there's my bioethics professor over there, you know, praying. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is what I want. It's something I lovingly refer to as Catholic immersion. Like Mm -hmm. you would have Spanish Spanish language immersion. Mm -hmm. I really want that. Um, as part of the university so that they, mm-hmm. the students see how joyful a life can be in Catholicism right. to, to have that true presence of Christ in, in their lives. No, and as I'm thinking of it, that really is a niche that has to be filled. Yes. I um, was just speaking to, with friends about this new trade school, mm-hmm. Catholic trade school that's opening awesome. up in Ohio, a awesome. university. So you'll get some philosophy and theology, you'll get some business ethics, mm-hmm. you know, but you'll also learn a practical trade. That's also, that's that's a terrific void that's being filled. And you used to get your formation at your parish, mm-hmm. or you had your formation in your family or at your high school. Right. And those structures, I think, are really largely gone. So, mm-hmm. you know, to have a school that's going to give you both, yes. so that you're not separating your faith from your work life, and that you can um, you can learn to sanctify your work. Even, you know, it doesn't matter what that work is, but, you know, the, the, the faith will be sort of a core component of your learning. Absolutely. Oh, that, that's just a terrific idea. I'm so, um, uh, so where, where is the school located? Did you have a physical location yet? Yes. So we have a facilities use in, agreement in place with a local, um, Catholic boys high school that's oh, a, great. a okay. STEM. So science, technology, engineering, math. It's a STEM high school. Um, and, uh, so we have a location on loan to us. We have uh, an application for licensing okay. in the state of California to be a university. We're hoping that that's going to be looked at um, sometime in early 2023. The earliest we would probably start would be fall of 2023 with a bachelor's and a master's in computer science. Okay. And we have all of the 70 syllabi already written, all the policies Excellent. in place. Everything's ready to go. We just need the licensing from California. Um, and we have an amazing team of people. They're so amazing. They are devout Catholics, 25 devout Catholics and scientists from across the country mm-hmm. who have come together to start this. Well, tell me what you mean when you use the phrase tech ethics, because I've seen that in right. some of your things. Yeah. Many people, you don't, you know, you, you, equate ethical issues with medicine or with, you know, moral theology, but not with technology. Tell me, tell me what you mean by that. So technology is, is such a a growing early, almost in its infancy kind of field, Mm -hmm. really, we're, we're so early on. And bioethics has been so well studied and so well established. 
So it is up to us really to start laying the groundwork for what is ethical in the technical fields. Mm. What is ethical in AI? What is ethical in blockchain technology, Bitcoin? What is ethical? And, and what is, what would be aligned with our Catholic faith? What would not be aligned with our Catholic faith? Hmm. So I think that these lines need to be drawn in the sand so that, uh, companies and employees can step forward with confidence, right. knowing that someone has reviewed all these policies, knows the Catholic faith and said, right. okay, this isn't so good for you to be involved with, yet this is great for you to be involved with. Right. You know, this is a good direction for your company. This is not so good mm. ethically. Right. So I, I think that those, that, that foundation really needs to be laid out. And so that's one of the, that's one of our goals is right. to start laying the groundwork. Yeah. It's going to be a long process, mm -hmm. but just to start that. Right. And, and I think even, you know, at, at some of the most prestigious four year colleges or universities, what you know, they're used to ethics used to be sort of a mandated, right. or at least everybody knew. You know, you have to take one kind of class, and I don't even think that's that's offered anymore in some schools. It is still in the curriculum, right? However, um, I think it needs to be more clearly delineated. Okay, that makes perfect and applied. Sense. Yeah. Um, well, in your, I went and looked up your mission statement. So, in your mission statement, uh, you say that you wish to be a strong voice in a world that often suppresses religious expression. So tell me, what has been your own personal experience of teaching um, at the college level? Did you find yourself self-censoring? Oh, is that why? Okay, of is that why you came up with this particular uh, part of your mission statement? So yes, it, it, there are many, many times, especially when I was teaching in secular universities, that you you have to leave the faith component out, mm -hmm. and because it's not always appropriate to right. bring up. Right, right, right. Um, however. Uh, people usually saw my cross and I had students walk up to me and say, cause I usually wear a crucifix. Oh, okay. Uh, I had students could walk up to me and sit after class and say, you're a Christian. How could you also be a scientist? I don't mm. understand that. Mm -hmm. And so that opens up a whole area that you can have that dialogue That's with. Right. Um, but it's not always appropriate in mm -hmm. the classroom. And so to have a university where the, the professors are as our other un Catholic universities provide to have a university that focuses on science and technology and can point out to those students, okay, look at this from a Catholic point of view. Right. Look at this from a, an ethical point of view. Right. Look at what we're doing here. Look at what research is doing here. And to see it from that Catholic overview that of even the eyes of God, how God might see this right. and I think we'll just open up an entire realm mm -hmm. for our students that will bring them to a much higher level and right. to, and then they can be leaders. That's the whole goal. Of course. Build yeah. leaders, build leaders because we need leaders in science and tech speaking the tongues of STEM. Mm -hmm. We need them to be the disciples of the day going out into the science and tech companies going out into the science and tech fields so that they can then bring others Catholics and they can enlighten other people and ultimately get more people into heaven. That's the right. whole goal. That's all, right. Of that's course, that's goal. everyone's goal, yes. whether whether you are the plumber or you are the, you know, the yeah. IT manager. Um, well, how would you advise Catholic parents and even students um, who are now in the process of choosing a college or a university that's 
now that school's going to be starting up again soon, you're going to have all those college visits starting uh, sure. now that COVID is over. What, what would be your personal advice to them? Oh, I love this question because I love telling people you work backwards. Hmm. That's the big thing. So what do you mean by that? When, when you have a high school student, and I'd say even, even middle school, junior high would be an appropriate age, but especially in high school, have them do career testing at that point. Hmm. Have them do their personality tests like for careers. Tests? Not so much aptitude, but career personality testing. That'll guide them to certain directions in their careers. Okay. So once they pick a general career area, mm -hmm. then in high school, they need to go to indeed.com, careerbuilder.com, right. all of these career websites, spend the time, spend a summer weeding through all of the careers out there, go to Glassdoor, find mm -hmm. out what the salaries are, find out what the geographic areas are. And so you're having a high school student picking some things, picking a career for them that would be appropriate for them. Right. And then, so if you know the ultimate goal of the career, then you pick the major right. for that career. Then you pick the best college for that career. Then you pick the best interns, internships for that career. Okay. So in essence, you're actually working backwards mm. in order to be the best qualified candidate for that career. But what if you're so, unsure? You don't know what you want to be. Well, that's, and that's why I refer to the testing sites mm -hmm. because there's, they're very well developed mm. and they can really guide your student or guide, yeah, guide the potential student in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And maybe they don't just pick one, maybe they pick five that might be of interest to them. Right. But that way, um, because, and I say this because I did it backwards. I did the, mm -hmm. it the wrong way. I right. thought, well, I'm kind of interested in this and psychology sounds interesting to me. So I, I just kept going forward and right. then, oh gosh, there are no jobs you can get with a psych bachelor's degree. I guess I have to go on, mm. you know, so you really have to look at the end goal and then right. work backwards. Right. That's so well, important. That, that's going to require a little bit more planning and thinking. Yes. But at the end, you really then you wind up at the best school for you. Yes. Right. And this is this is your life. Right. I mean, you really have to do planning and thinking mm -hmm. because so many college students end up at the end of college paying a lot of money, spending a lot mm -hmm. of time. Exactly. And guess what? They hate their jobs right. or they hate their careers. Right. Oh, guess what? They're not even doing anything related to what their major was. Right. Happens so often. Yeah. So invest that time, invest that, that research now so that it's well planned out, well thought out. Yes. And maybe you even have a plan B and a plan C, right. but you have places to go right. and it's clear. Oh, well, that's that's really good advice. I wish someone had shared that with me when I was looking with my first two kids. So we did pray that God would, you know, direct our steps and would would give yeah, us, sure. you know, inspirations when we needed them. So, um, well, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time today and for being on the Edify podcast. I, you are you are absolutely working to edify other Catholics through Amen. your through Amen. your work and um, all the best and God's blessings on Catholic Polytechnic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help and and this wonderful opportunity. Thank you for listening. To make it easier for you to listen to future Edify podcast episodes please make sure you subscribe over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you.